Hey, this is Belle. And this is Adam. Welcome to episode 22. <laughs> where Adam's dreams come true. Okay. <laughs> Threesome. Two females and me in a hotel room. I was one of those females. You were. And there's going to be some fun stuff here because, you know, and then I saw her face and I'm a believer. All right. <laughs> Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Belle. And I'm Adam. You're listening to Swinging Outside the Lines. We're talking about sex. So we're in the consensual, non-monogamous lifestyle. Swingers. It means we like to fuck other people. A lot of other people. So if you're not comfortable with that, probably not your podcast. Probably not. You should be at least 18 years old. Yes. Preferably in a committed relationship. You could be a swingle. Swingle. Yeah. I like that. A unicorn or a unicorn? <laughs> We're both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> We're not professionals either. This is just our journey. Our real life stories. And we're sharing them with you. So stick around and we hope you enjoy. And no judging. Yeah. No judging. <laughs> this is Belle. And this is Adam. Again. Still. <laughs> I don't know. One of these days we'll get this right. <laughs> so we're talking about V and you did most of the legwork with V. Yeah. Because we met her or you met her back in February yeah. ahead of March Madness, which truly was madness. Yeah. For us. She contacted us uh, via the podcast and she lived just a couple hours from us. And we started up a, uh, a kick conversation and well, it, uh, it progressed. She's beautiful and she has a ton of experience in the lifestyle. Okay. So beauty is only skin deep. Really? She is so much more than hot. She also had a lot of substance. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. Everything. It was actually a little intimidating for me. It was because despite being in the lifestyle for a couple of years now, we still feel new when we're in different situations. Right. And we were really kind of pedestrians when it comes to kinks. I mean, we're, we're just scratching right. the surface. And back in February, we were even more new to uh, BDSM on a deeper level. I mean, Sure, we got interested in BDSM in our pre-swinging days when, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey and all that stuff kind of gave us an interest in stepping outside of our own lines of our relationship then. So we had kind of decided that we wanted to explore that kink a little bit more because you had expressed interest in being dominated more than dominating. Right. I'm kind of a switch. So I like both. I, I love giving up control. So I didn't even know what a switch was when we, uh, when we met V, I was like, uh, what do you, what is top? What is bottom? I don't, I don't have definitions for these words. So I was looking in the urban dictionary, which, you know, has a wealth of information. It, it might not always be accurate to what the lifestyle understands. I probably should have used the resource swingers help. 
Right. Which is a swingershelp.com, which is a fantastic resource for a lot of things. Which you did use. So you were actually able to educate me on what all these different terms meant. And you discovered that you were a switch. I already knew that I was a sub and not like a professional (laughs) sub in that instance, but more of a, I'm more interested in being dominated. Yeah. You like a man to take control. Yeah. That's just what turns me on. So uh, apparently I'm also a sub when it comes to female on female play as well. (laughs) I wasn't super engaged in this experience from the get-go because I was totally and completely singularly focused on March Madness. Right. And I had way too many, uh, what do you want to call them? Men. Suitors that I was talking to that was actually causing a lot of tension in our relationship. And I tend to get overwhelmed with the volume of all these interactions that we have with people. So I, I really didn't have the space in my my time slots during the day were awful. Right. And V was keeping me busy during all of this. And my God, can that woman dirty talk? The hook for you was her assertiveness, her uh, just take the bull by the horn kind of approach to all of this. And also maybe her knowledge, the depth of her knowledge of these things. Yeah. Just learning about everything because we were experimenting with rope play and she was able to send us resources like, Hey, check these out. I love, I love rope play. Right. So she's done it like extensively. Yeah. So we actually got online. We got a book, we got some more rope. Yep. We yeah had a couple of very sexy nights. Yeah. And uh, as a sub, I really love that shit. Some of my earliest fantasies as a, a uh, pubescent child what had all about and I didn't even know it but it was all about rope play and suspension and things like that and I don't know where that thought even came into my uh conscious thinking but it w- it was just always been there I-, I probably picked it up in a movie somewhere that it like turned me on but fantasy fulfillment starting to really happen when we started playing with ropes right it was hot let's see we were also experimenting with the male chastity at denial yeah we were experimenting with pegging yeah well i mean we've already, we've been bit. pegging for a while i mean one of the very first things that i convinced you to let me to do is uh to finger your ass <laughs> as a good little mormon boy you really didn't want to do it you were very reluctant I would have to say as a religion as a whole, they're very homophobic, uh, especially when you and I were coming of age, not just homophobia, but also, you know, a phobia of self-pleasure. And so you're really, really reluctant to let me play with your ass. Right. And I don't know why that was. I think I had told you that I let a, a previous boyfriend fuck me in the shower in the ass. <laughs> right. You were like, what? <laughs> and so. I think you got curious, maybe. Yeah. Well, and the more reading you do on anal play or pleasure, you know, there's as many nerve endings in your asshole. Then, Right. Well, so a recent secret podcast episode we did had to do with bisexuality. And in the beginning of our relationship, when I wanted, where I was trying to get you to explore. I actually haven't published that yet. That's next month. 
Oh shit. An upcoming <laughs> secret podcast episode will be about bisexuality, which I actually wish we had done, recorded that after we played with V. Right. Uh, because my perspective has completely changed, which is why we keep our minds open to new experiences. But real quick, I want to go back there uh, because you are very reluctant to explore anal play and things. And I, and I always kind of felt like it was you allowing me to play with your butt made you feel like uh, you were homosexual. Maybe. I don't know. You were always a little bit reluctant. And, and that speaks to our programming. Right? Right. Uh, you know, if you like that, you're gay kind of thing as the derogatory gay, not as in, you know, you're attracted to the same gender. All that stuff is just bias that you're programmed with. So for me, this experience with B was the opposite. It was the flip side of that. It was the programming that I've gone under that, you know, I'm not gay. I, I, at this point, I wasn't even really bisexual. I enjoyed playing with other women for the purpose of entertaining the room, basically. And I love gorgeous women. I love looking at them. I love touching them. but didn't really turn me on. So there was this disconnect really early on from this experience for me because I was pursuing what was thrilling me with the single male play. Right. You, on the other hand, were pursuing what you were, you had become interested in, which was being a a, a sub or exploring exploring, the switch part of it, exploring that side. And you find V who is totally willing to teach you, educate you, take you by the hand and guide you. (laughs) Yeah. But more than anything, she was able to help us in that pedestrian mode. We actually really took on way too many kinks all at once. We were like, we're all in this. Well, I mean, during the days of COVID when we're not playing, we're not out there and to kind of prevent the bedroom from becoming stale or routine. What else did we have to do? Well, you met her pre, I, I did COVID, and uh, I mean, but we continued to talk. Online. We continued to talk throughout COVID because nobody right. was playing, nobody was out there. We were locked down. That's true. We actually really didn't start new conversations with people during COVID at all because we kind of thought, I mean, what what's the point? Right. But we maintained conversations with people that we had already established a conversation with. But for, uh, we had gone through a period of not communicating really well through COVID. I'm, uh, ironically enough, I'm more introverted than extroverted, but I need my people. So being quarantined or being stay at home was really repressing me. And I was pushing away everything that made me happy. Everything that w- had been making me happy in the lifestyle was like shutting it all down. You know, it was the clear the table. What's the fucking point? Get rid of all this. So I was completely disengaged. You and V were still communicating. You had a plan. What was the plan? The plan was to meet after COVID. And this was, I want to say the middle of June, she had to come down here for some classes. And uh, the plan was to meet and we were going to do it in a a very safe way. We had been quarantining. We hadn't played with anybody. Uh, Neither has she. And the nature of her job, uh, she has to get tested. And I think I had just got tested. 
uh, for COVID. So we figured it was relatively safe. It's not in a group environment. It's one-on-one. However, she started having uh, some issues with her significant other. And like any good swinger. She communicated. She communicated. With you. And she put her relationship first. Uh, Bravo. Right. So she sent a kick and said, hey, you know, I hate to do this, but uh, my man and I aren't uh, communicating very well and we really need to focus on us until everything's better. I love that. So she canceled and we went back into quarantine, (laughs) not not doing anything. I was really bummed after this because the solo play and being able to find a solo female uh, to play with. As a average height, uh, hasty white bald dude in middle <laughs> age is with an average size dick. With an average size dick, you're just average all around. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yes, average, average, average. Uh, it, it's it's really difficult because I'm literally. A dime a dozen. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be so savage. (laughs) But look, in the lifestyle, women have what they already have. Men have what they already have. So a lot of times they're looking, I don't want to be too bold, but to trade up when they're having these experiences. (laughs) So if you have a big dick (laughs) and a full head of hair and and you're tall, you're going to get more attention. Don't hold back, Tosh. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just being honest. This is how it is. Do you disagree? No, I don't. I, okay. So Black and Kinky did a really awesome episode about privilege, which I, I listened to thinking it was going to be something else and it wasn't. But checking your sexy privilege is what the title of the podcast was. And it, they basically pointed out where some people have privilege given to them that they, they didn't have to work for. Like you're tall, you're, you got a big dick, you have a full head of hair, you are a podcaster, you have all these different things. And, and in the lifestyle, you, uh, you might have privilege based on race. You might have uh, anytime someone or a couple searches with parameters and you fall into those parameters because of nothing other than how you were born, that's privilege. So. I have to say that I would have been gifted some, some sexy privilege with, you know, being born an attractive person reasonably. I mean, a three, I'm, I'm fine at three. <laughs> you are very attractive. I love your jaw and your, this little cluff in your chin. I'm sinking. Someone help me. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. <laughs> I'm still speechless. <laughs> Look, Men and women have more to offer each other than just straight up physical appearance. So I'm, I've always been attracted to tall guys. I didn't marry a tall guy. Guess who's not getting laid tonight. Uh, <laughs> is this terrible? I'm just, I'm trying to be really honest. You're not getting laid and I'm going to lock your Hitachi up. <laughs> For the love of God, I'm sorry. All your toys. honey. You're amazing. <laughs> How can I walk this back? And then I'm going to tape mittens on your hands. So you can't <laughs> use those either. You know what? I tried to masturbate for hours last night as I laid awake 
like stewing and brooding over bullshit. (laughs) I literally could not come. I was so mad. So you don't really need mittens. (laughs) Okay. Can we get back on track? I mean, we can get back on track. So we're talking about the fact that you are kind of a dime a dozen in the lifestyle. No, we were talking about the fact that she canceled (laughs) and I was like, the end is here. (laughs) That's true. You spiraled when she postponed. Yeah. Which I was like, dude, she's ghosting you. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought she was ghosting me. Right. But like uh, who wouldn't, who wouldn't think that, oh, that's, you know, it's kind of an excuse. It's because she'd been so upfront up to that point. I kind of felt like, you know, if she's trying to get rid of you, that maybe this was how she would do it. Well, I mean, I can be savage too. I can, I can say that there were plenty of women on Tinder and stuff that I, I was progressing with until they asked if I was married. The old ball and chain brought you down. Anchor. <laughs> you anchor. I am. I, I am the ball and chain that you're, ruins a lot of sex for you. You're the cock blocker. I'm sorry. You're the one that clips my wings. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> okay. Jesus. All right. The savageness is over. <laughs> Tit for tat. So mature. So a couple of months went by with nothing, with no communication with V. Um, COVID was getting better. We are fortunate to live in a state where we had a very, very low case count with COVID. Well, and we had been being careful. We yeah. had been staying home. We'd been masking. We'd been doing. Everybody had. Sanitizing that. the hell out of our house and every surface. Our whole state was really good about that. We were averaging 17 cases a day in the whole right. state. Well, and our neighborhood was like crazy with the quarantine. Like kids were not playing with each other. No. There were a few families that were like group quarantining. They're like pods. Yeah. Little, little uh, cohorts, <laughs> pods within the neighborhood that were keeping their kids playing together. We were not amongst those. Our children got very isolated, but as a family, we really kind of, you know, we dug in there, we showed our grit, we worked hard, but we were sanitizing the house, but you were like constantly walking around with wipes and everything. So we were being pretty damn careful with how we exposed ourselves. We turned down many parties. We turned down many opportunities to play and uh, your birthday party got ruined. Blah. I mean, we can drone on about your birthday party and our other plans to go out West to visit our friends, which is really the very heartbreaking experiences for us. But V canceling as well, just kind of felt like just one more F you from 2020. Yeah. And it wasn't the canceling. It was the, we kind of let ourselves believe that she was ghosting. And uh, that was super disappointing. We were already in a negative mindset already there. So it was easy to, to like kind of just believe that. So yeah. when she popped back on kick at the beginning of September, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so she came back and she's like, Hey, I've been thinking about you guys. Everything's good here. And I'll be in town next week. Right. Do you have, I have any plans? Never been so pleased with being wrong, <laughs> right. but I still was not super engaged with the experience for me, I really wanted it for you. You needed something to kind of boost your spirits after having been pummeled over your birthday. And I mean, you did nothing for your 40th, nothing, not a goddamn thing. Nope. I mean, I think we had sex. No, we didn't. No, because I was sick. (laughs) Damn it. So sorry, babe. 
Man. Okay. I can turn 40 again next year. <laughs> I mean, for my 41st, I got to go meet J and K and fuck the world of amazingly sexy people. And then for your 40th, it was like. <laughs> so she was going to be in town. And I was like, yeah, let's totally get together. But I, I was. You weren't letting yourself. I was cautiously really, pessimistic. Yeah. You weren't letting yourself get attached to the idea. You were afraid it'd fall through again. I, it was real like teenage drama shit going on. COVID really fucked us over in the head. Yeah. Well, that and the Monday before woke up with a cold sore. Yeah. Which, which I've been plagued with my whole life. Yeah. And, and it comes on with stress and you had been stressed. I mean, you're in the aviation industry and for anyone who's paying attention, you know that we've gotten royally fucked with COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of people hurting that have lost everything with COVID and we're on the, we're on that brink where we're looking over and going, oh shit. How's this for a statistic? I have worked two days over the last three months. Yeah. I mean, it's unnerving. It's really unnerving. So, uh, you were stressed. You had this fever blister break out on your lip. I was like, well, there goes that. Yeah. I got on, uh, antivirals of Veloxy Clover. Yeah. Uh, right away to try and get rid of it and was very diligent right. and it just didn't go away. So the day before I had to send her the kick and like, Hey, <laughs> you were really hoping I have some bad news. Yeah. You were hoping that you'd be good, but I, I was kind of like, is it gone, gone? And you're like, no, cause you had a big beard. I couldn't like mustache and beard. I couldn't really see it. Yeah. So it looked gone, but you're like, well, I mean, it's, it's almost healed. And I'm like, you're still, it's still contagious. And you're like, no, you're like contagious until a certain point. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I was fully 100% expecting her to uh, bell when I told her I had a, a cold sore. Right. Like, well, Hey, it, it's, it's not gone. So kissing and oral is probably off the table. And she was so cool about it. Yeah. She came back. She's like, you know what? Thank you for telling me there's plenty of other things we can do. I know. I was like, this chick's awesome. And I'm not even like into this sexually. I just, I'm like, I, I want to hang with her. <laughs> and I, I was, I was bummed because a, I love kissing and uh, B, yeah. oral I, I kissing and oral. oral is like your two like pleasure centers. You love it. I, I love it. And, and for me, well, I've never really understood your fixation with wanting to eat me out because I don't have the overall desire to eat a, a pussy. So for me, I'm just like, Oh, okay. If that's what you want to do. Go for it. And it feels real great. I love that shit, but I don't like identify with that. Uh, so I figured you would probably struggle through this experience, not being able to kiss or go down on her. Yeah. And the, the plan was I was going to meet with her on a Sunday morning and do brunch and then maybe go play with her. Right. She really wanted to meet you and Sunday was out for you. So she said, well, Saturday night, is that available? And can Bell come if, uh, you know, right. If that works. Yeah. I mean. Before any of this, I am a wife and a mom and I had mom duty and I, I'm not bailing on my kids for sex. That's, that's just not in my moral code. So, no. uh, there was football, <laughs> peewee football was happening and, uh, our son's birthday party was Saturday. Not really a party. He had a couple of, uh, friends over right, for a socially, <laughs> socially distanced play date. Yeah. They played outside <laughs> and had their little thing, rode motorcycles. Right. Yeah. They ran up and down the street. Stuff like that. Uh, they, they may do. Kids are so freaking tough. I admire them. But 
uh, she expressed a desire to meet both of us. And I was like, okay, the people in our neighborhood put their kids to bed like really freaking early. So, so our son's friends were home by 830 and he was actively engaged with playing with his birthday presents, which was like an Xbox gift card. So we all know what that means. If you got kids who play Xbox, you know that they're playing Fortnite for the rest of the night. And they're like, see, ya, I don't care what you do. So I just asked him, I'm like, hey, are you cool if mom and dad go out? And he was like, yeah, go for it. So we made arrangements to go ahead and, and meet up with her. And because I was still not super engaged in this sexually, I, I don't know. My thought process were just super different than before. I, there was like no expectations on my part. We were just meeting for drinks for right. me. Right. So, you know, we get to the hotel to pick her up and I like turn around and see her. You had gotten out of the car. I, shoes had become entangled. I like to travel with my ankles crossed while I'm on my heels. I don't know why, but my shoes had gotten tangled up together because of the scalloped edge. I was unable to get out of the car fast enough to greet her. So I turn my head over my shoulder to just kind of look at her and, and say hi. And I literally like stunned, stopped in my tracks. I didn't even get the door open. I was just like, fuck, she is hot. So beautiful. And we'd only seen partial face pics on a kick or, or I had. I hadn't. She, she had sent me pictures. I knew she was hot. Well, okay. So for me, I've had a kick stalker I had to deal with. So I had to like change my kick account and I kind of just avoided kick because I don't feel safe there. So I had only seen the partial face pictures. This was the first time I was seeing her full face and I, I was just... I was very pleased <laughs> to yeah. be making her acquaintance. <laughs> yeah, she was. I, I I gave her a hug and opened the door for her, and she sat right behind you. And no, she sat behind you. Oh, did she? Yeah, because I turned around. And she actually slid to the middle. Gotcha. Um, but I turned around and I was my jaw must have been gaping open. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you look exactly like someone I know." <laughs> And yeah. you were like, uh oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> because you've actually turned down play with someone because the wife looked just like your cousin. Yep. Like uncanny. And you're like, I can't. I'm not a kissing cousin. <laughs> and your cousin is an attractive person, but. Yep. I'm weird like that. So sure. I pop open Facebook and I turn my phone around and I'm like, you look just like my cousin's wife. She's like, oh my God, I do. <laughs> So beautiful. Just really, really beautiful. It turns out I'm really attracted to my cousin's wife. <laughs> so we went to a little cocktail bar uh, just a couple of blocks away. It wasn't too far. But the problem was this bar is on like the main drag yeah. where a ton of people go. There's like bar after bar after bar. Yeah. And the couch was kind of a, a little too broken in. Yeah. You two were sitting together. I was sitting on a, a like a triangular settee. And I was, I was doing fine, but you two were kept like tacoing into each other. Yeah. You just looked uncomfortable over there. Uh, like you just kept shifting. Like you couldn't. Well, there was a bar right through my ass. Right. And then the middle of the couch kept collapsing, which made you like look five inches shorter than you are. Cause you just, both of you just kept sinking into this couch. And I'm right. like, what is, what is happening? Why is Adam so uncomfortable? Well, and so the way you had us positioned, like you said, was her and I, and then you were basically separate from us. I know us. I did that to hook you up. You did, but. <laughs> 
being that this is such a popular spot, I was really worried that one of our fucking neighbors would walk in. And and here I am. That makes with, sense as to how uncomfortable you just looked. Your yeah, eyes kept kind yeah. of darting up to everybody who walked in. I, I that makes sense. Yeah, and I just I really wanted to flirt with her and touch her, and I just kept picturing somebody that we know walking in, and yeah, I, yeah, I was uncomfortable because normally when we meet people or or do something, it's like downtown in Boston. Yeah. Uh, almost an hour away from our house. Yeah. Or it's on the seacoast or somewhere else. I just, we're not at home. This is literally five minutes from our house. Yeah. It's a little too close for comfort, uh, especially in the situation where you've got your arm around her and you're sitting together and you're looking cozy. So I can see that when you said that to me, it made sense. I was like, oh, okay. Because right. You were so into her. I was like, why does he yeah. well, in, seem like he's not into this? In your head, you had a backstory like, oh, this is his cousin. I'm not, <laughs> what kind of cousin is like, that? Just wouldn't have We're fun. close. The way that we were positioned would not have worked. There's no <laughs> amount of backstory. Just say I'm a kid. You know, this is my first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway. You can't have people thinking that. So we you. sat there and chatted and you had a nice dessert drink. I had my typical apple cider and she had a drink as well. And right. we had some really good conversation. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it flowed well. So I kind of was gathering over this situation that she was, she is more of a, uh, ex, in the experience kind of interactive person. So as we're getting to know each other and stuff, she was very uh, to herself, like she wasn't really getting comfortable back. Like, uh, you know, you had your hand on her knee, uh, your arm around her. I I felt like her uh, attention and focus wasn't directed towards being sexual. Right. It was much more directed at uh, getting to know us. us. And so I kind of really thought that the night was not going in the direction of the hotel room until we stood up to leave and I, what did she, she's just like, I think you gave her kind of like an exit. Uh, goodbye. Like this is where you can exit. And she said, Oh, so I'm not going to get the opportunity to take you guys back to my hotel room. And I was like, Oh, well this changes things. (laughs) I was like, yeah, let's go. We can, we can continue talking back at your hotel room, which I loved how she described what she was wearing as new England, uh, what was it? Damn it. I can't remember what she said, but it's basically dressed for the weather, dressed for the weather. It's like vest. It's Han Solo season. <laughs> it's vests and boots. <laughs> so usually when you go to these different dates and things, people are dressed to be alluring, to be sexy, um, to pull it, draw attention to different aspects of their body. And she was just dressed very, uh, new England chic. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. And we were too. We were dressed very casual too. Well, I mean, I had heels and a and a blouse on. It, I wasn't wearing anything fancy, but uh, uh, she had been. She had come from a class, and I can't say what class, but let's just say that V is badass. Uh, yeah, she's very badass. So she's a badass, beautiful babe. With that's uh, just gorgeous. Yep. Everything about her was just very like enticing. 
So we went back to the hotel room. Yes, I was getting there. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to the hotel room and of course I got to hit the bathroom because man, I did not know what I was bargaining for when I ordered my, my dessert drink. All I knew is that I wanted a dessert drink, but it was probably 16 fluid ounces of (laughs) dessert drink. This gigantic tiki glass. <laughs> so I hit the bathroom and you and V got yeah. comfortable. Yeah. She came up to me and she said, can I fill your chest and ran her hands down my chest and my abs and said some reaffirming words that maybe I'm not <laughs> quite average in that department. <laughs> well, she said something in the car on the way back or was it? While we were there. No, it was on the way back. On the way back. That stopped me dead in my tracks. I was like, fuck, this is this is not gonna be good. But she uh, was talking about Oh no, no, no. That was uh that no, that was there. That was at the restaurant or the oh, oh, okay. the cocktail bar. So you're really had, gonna hammer this in, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she had uh played with a guy who was really tall and she was looking forward to it, and she was kind of underwhelmed by the uh, proportions not being what you you would think right and i was like uh she's a size queen like fuck well that it triggered some insecurities for me because as i think most people know or you should know by now there's seven kinds of dicks is that all generally (laughs) i would say there are billions (laughs) general types right and one of those you're either a grower or a shower you are a grower a grower like one of those uh little water toys that you drop into a glass of water (laughs) and you're like wow (laughs) i didn't know it could do that right but you're always really insecure about what you look like when you're not showing yeah I was just like, what? I, for me, I don't have a dick, so I don't have to worry about that. And I'm always like, what, why, why does that have to be an insecurity? But it's so hammered in our culture. The, the big dick culture really just hammers that. Right. I feel bad for men who have to deal with that kind of thing because women get the same thing, but it's usually about breasts and you can have cosmetic surgery to adjust the size of your breast. I've had a, a breast reduction. And while it made my breast a more pleasing size to look, you know, for me, uh, I'm covered in scars now. And, but I mean, it's dark. No one notices those things. So it's really kind of easier for women, I would say, to have insecurities about your sex organs. I mean, I guess there's some, you know, labia things that can be a deal. But a man's penis is not something that you can really adjust a whole lot. Nope. And you can't help it if you're a grower or a shower. You can't help this, the size, the shape. This is what you're born with. So when she went to the restroom, uh, you and I had a conversation. You're like, are you okay? I'm like, uh, I know little, I, was, I was so worried. I was just insecure. like, oh, because I, I knew that you were going to be like all like cold water effect because you were feeling insecure. And when you're insecure, uh, things aren't growing. They aren't showing. So I was just really worried that that insecurity for you would kind of ruin the night. Yeah. So fast forward back to the hotel room. She ran her hands down uh, my chest and my abs and we couldn't kiss. I really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, As she was doing that, 
I started kissing her neck and other than her mouth. <laughs> and I, uh, I placed my hands on her breast and you know, we just, we started getting intimate. Yeah. And I came out of the bathroom and I just wanted to let V know right up front that I was just going to watch. Watch and record. Yeah. I'm like, do you mind if I take picture and video? She was like, no, totally cool. And she was a little disappointed that I wasn't going to play right off the bat. So that's what I did. I sat on the chair in the corner and I watched. (laughs) Yeah. I was taking pictures. I was throwing out a few snaps because, you know, I don't know. I was just in the mood, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a little drink in me. And, uh, I must say that as the clothes started coming off, I just became more attracted to V. I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. As hot as she was with clothes on, she was even hotter naked. Yeah. Sometimes a person's outfit just completely conceals the treasure inside. Right. <laughs> and it was dark. So this, and I hadn't been in the kick conversation. So this for me was like, uh, the unwrapping of a gift that you're not expecting. <laughs> I was like, wow. And her ass was uh, up in the air. She was knelt over the top of you, tying you to the bed. And <laughs> I was getting very turned on for, for the first time in, uh, my life. I was getting motivated to play based on being turned on by another woman. Right. It wasn't about entertaining you. It wasn't about entertaining someone else. It was about my own pleasure. And so she brought all of her bondage gear and her toys. That's an interesting segue. Yes. (laughs) All of that was sitting out and prepared for us when we walked in the hotel room. Yeah. And she laid me down and then she tied my wrist up. So I was sprawled out on the bed and she was basically in charge of teasing me. Right. She would kiss me. She would go down on me. She would, she left a little bit of slack in my right arm. So as she was teasing me, she would back her ass up just so I could barely (laughs) touch her. I mean, she was a pro. It was really And funny. so I was able to just play with her clit. You were reaching hard. And, <laughs> and just insert a little bit of finger in her. Yeah. And she really started to like it. Um, uh, this was part of the thing that was turning me on is she was very vocal and she had this, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> now, one thing that she did that, Uh, we've never done before is she was really a professional with lube. I don't know that we could label her as a sex professional, but she was certainly well-versed in what she was doing. I uh, picked up a few tips from her that I never read anywhere or seen anywhere, but more than just what she was doing was the manner in which she was doing it. She's so sexy. Everything she did was just sexy as fuck. Yeah. Putting the liquid on her hands. It's just sexy. It's just her whole, she's just graceful. And uh, everything she did, I was just following her with my eyes the whole time. It yeah. was really, really hot. Okay. And what we're talking about, she would put uh, lube on my dick 
and then give me a blowjob. Yeah. With this, I've never had that and it felt amazing. Well, so we've tried edible lubes before and ugh, gag me. Right. Yuck. I, I literally, I tried to go down on you after you had this lube on your dick and it was just literally, I couldn't do it. I just would gag almost immediately. Right. This is vile. So I haven't ever had the opportunity to go down on you with a lube that I could actually palate. <laughs> do you remember what it was called? Was it liquid? Yes. And it was like a sea salt. Uh, right. Well, I, yeah. it was some water-based uh, lube that I took a picture of the bottle because I, was like, <laughs> I have to get some of this because yes. uh, I mean, she built it as taste good, but for me, it was more of the absence of taste, which was important to me. Right. Uh, but to watch her stroke your cock to moisten it with this liquid and then go down on you. I, I was just, oh my gosh, it was so hot. And in the process, she helped me out. She, so she lubed my dick up and then she lubed herself up. Yeah. And she was kneeling over your legs and she reached her hand between her own legs and applied the lube. Just, I, I can't describe it well enough, adequately enough. I'm so glad I have video. <laughs> right. But to see her pleasure herself as she's putting, applying lube to her own pussy, I was just, I was into it. I was I already, I had my clothes off. Well, mostly I was in my bra and panties and I was up <laughs> in the action. You were really funny. You're like, I'm just going to watch <laughs> here in my fall clothes. And then you're almost naked. And then you're hovering around the bed with the camera. And then you're touching yourself and then you're getting closer. Well, she was so sexy from every angle. I just had to like get in there. And as an artist, my perspective, I wanted to just get all the different angles so I could really capture just the true beauty that that is V. She's just, yeah, she's besides, just stunning. Besides stunning Vegas, woman. this is like one of the only times it's like, yes, cameras, bring them. Yeah. Well, she has this amazing, amazing breast, amazing ass and just a beautiful torso. Ugh, so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't describe her as someone who you look at and you immediately say she works out, she lifts weights. You look at her and you say, this is someone who you imagine is like a bikini babe in the summer, only not, not tanned. Uh, I mean, she lives in New England, <laughs> but she just has that perfect uh, bikini torso. It's just so well-defined, but soft, feminine. Yeah, I think the term is killer curves. This is just gorgeous. Just perfect. And her hair. Oh my gosh. I know blondes get all the attention when it comes to their hair color and stuff, but for me, I just love a gorgeous brunette so much. And her hair was just so soft and shiny and just really super thick. But it felt like uh, a, a part of the sex play because it's just so the sensory experience of touching her hair and having her hair drag over the top of your body was just incredible. Right. She would throw her hair around. And then yes. as she was kissing uh, up or down the body. We right. just let it drag and it has the feather effect, right? Yes. Just, <laughs> just, or like a silk sash feeling. Uh, it was just really pleasing to see 
her do that to you. And also to uh, like at one point I grabbed her hair to hold it up <laughs> and I just like, it just felt so good in your hands. Just wanted to touch it and pet it all night. And as she was doing this, she was backing up into my fingers and letting me play with her. And she was getting turned on and I was just going nuts. The intention was to really experiment with rope play. Right. And a little of the bondage <laughs> thing. But we were both so turned on and having so much fun. At one point I was like, okay, let's get the cuffs off. Let's, <laughs> let's play. Yeah, it was really fun watching her give you blow job and kind of be sprawled across your chest, having you suck on her breast while you were reaching really hard. It made me think of the, a part in meet the Robinsons because oh, I'm a no. cartoon geek. <laughs> the dinosaur, the Tyrannosaurus Rex has been tasked with seizing the boy and he's stuck in the corner of a building and he's trying to grab the boy. And <laughs> the guy's like, why are you not seizing the boy? And he's like, rah, 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 which translated to, I'm trying to see the boy. I got this big head and these little arms. And he like literally like, is just barely out of his grasp. <laughs> and your fingers, you were like stretching and reaching so hard. Like, I need to get that pussy. <laughs> it's just. I'm trying to seize the like, pussy. This is, this is why I can't come when I'm playing. This is why I'm so easily distracted <laughs> by my own thoughts. <laughs> But You're a dork. It was, it was just, I don't know. I was smiling. So after she applies lube to her pussy, she still has her panties on. So yeah. she's. It is worth mentioning. Yeah. I was, I was moving her panties aside while I was fingering her. Right. So she straddles you and starts to grind, grind across, oh my gosh, grind into you. And I have it on video. And for a, a brief minute, I thought that you guys were just straight up fucking bareback. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was oddly OK with it. I mean, I was a little bit surprised, but um, and then she suddenly said, oh, sorry, and got off of you. And I was like, oh, OK, so they were uh, he was she was like hot dogging him and yeah. accidentally entered or something. That's what I thought. Oh, no, <laughs> no. So she had her panties on and. They're textured panties. Very lacy. Yeah. So <laughs> saw across she was she was grinding on me and the lace was just chafing me like crazy. <laughs> and it was so hot and the way that she was moving, I really didn't want it to stop. But eventually I was like, uh You're, you're hurting me. me. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, sorry. So she gets up and takes off her panties. Yeah. And then she kneels back down on the bed. With her ass up by your hand, which is cuffed out to the side. Right. And she takes your cock in her hand and she starts going down on you. And I've, I'm still recording. I'm getting all these angles. It is so hot. Well, by this time, you've stripped down to your bra and panties <laughs> here as yeah. you're getting more turned on. Yeah. Uh, and, and then she works her way um, across the top over towards me as I come and sit down on the bed and I start lightly touching your body and stroking you. She comes over and we start to make out. Right. And she's touching me with the hand. I've got my hand snaked in between her arms and, uh, with your other stroking your cock (laughs) with your other hand, you were stroking my cock and I was fingering her. Right. So So we we had had that three way little, (laughs) little triangle going on. And, it's just, it was 
a really big turn on. I was super engaged in this moment. Like I've never been as far as being turned on by playing with another woman. Like I found myself driven to want to play with her. Um, that was new for me. Yeah. It went beyond like, let's entertain the boys. And yeah, that feels good. Let's do that. But it doesn't really like get those hormones, like that horny turn on going for me. Right. This was different. And it was really, really surprising. But I was super, super into it. So As she's it- when she's on her bed, or she we all shift around. She takes your cuffs off. Yeah. I, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. I, I asked like, her, like, can we get the cuffs off? <laughs> just so play. <laughs> she sets you free. I, I actually loved watching her put these cuffs on you because of all the teasing that she did. Like she was not just playful with how she moved her body, but she was playful with what she'd say. Like right. you would try to suck on her nipple and she'd be like, well, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, she was teasing me. She would dip her nipple down. So it was just barely in my mouth's reach. Yeah. I'd stick out my tongue and lick and her your nipple. Lips and start to. And then she'd pull away. She'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. And she literally was like one step out. She did not rush this at all. So when we finally got the cuffs off, she flipped over on the bed on her back and she started uh, touching herself and you got between her legs and uh, started to finger her. Yep. I, again, I was just recording all of this, just like, I, I got to take this all in all of it because right. it's just so the sensations and everything are just so new for me. Right. So I was, yeah, like you said, I was kneeling between her legs and had her scooted up almost to my torso. Yep. And I was fingering her with my right hand and playing with her clit with my left hand. Yeah. And then I joined you guys on the bed. I was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I get in there on the bed. I still have the camera. I'm still taking pictures. And then I, I have to touch. So I slide my forked two fingers, my pointer, and my middle finger in there and pinch, like kind of trap her clit between my fingers. And you're hot dogging up her slit and between my fingers. And I'm kind of like back massaging her clit right. with my forked fingers and the sounds coming out of her are so hot and sexy. I am just getting so turned on. I want to like be between her legs, between your legs. And at this point you're strat over the top of her and you're kissing her body and sucking on her breasts and licking her nipples and your tongue. And I'm between your legs. I'm trying to finger her, but I'm not like, I'm very novice at it and my fingernails were a little long and I was worried I was going to hurt her. So I, I just kind of kept it surface level, but then I was like, I really want to go down on you and touch her at the same time. But because of all the angles and how close your legs were, I wasn't able to get in there and do that. So I was just kind of licking the tip of your dick and uh, rubbing my finger up through her slit as you're kissing on her and touching and kind of bumping into her with your body. Then I just said out of nowhere, I don't, I'm like, I really want to see you fuck her. I was having this overwhelming urge to push your dick into her pussy, <laughs> which her pussy is so beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of close-ups of other women's pussies. I, I've had a few, but Hers was really something. And one of my main objections, I really wanted her to come before I fucked her. 
she came and I asked her, I'm like, well, if you come, are you done? Do you have the reset period or can you keep going? She's like, oh no, I can keep going. I must've missed when she actually, when she came the first time. <laughs> right. Cause I didn't, I did not fuck her until, until she came. Ah. That was the condition. Oh, well, there you go. So at some point she came. <laughs> you were behind me. I was behind you and I reached over and grabbed a condom and uh, reached between your legs and rolled the condom down your dick. And one hand. One hand. Yeah. Because I'm still like fingering her. And then I line your the tip of your cock up with her slit and push the tip in. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so flustered right now. Just think about it. It was so fucking hot. I was just watching your cock disappear inside her and watching the lips of her pussy spread open over your dick. Ugh, oh, geez, I'm going to take five. No, same thing was 20. going through my head, though. I'm like, what kind of life am I living <laughs> that my wife is rolling a, a condom on my dick and pushing me into another woman? It was hot. I mean, you, you did that. You. And I wanted, I you, was like, you made me fuck her. You right. Pushed, I wanted to see it. You pushed me inside <sighs> of another woman. So hot. So hot. Oh my gosh. I'm having like flashback moments. <laughs> yeah. So I fucked her. I was on my knees and had her pulled up onto my torso, pushing inside of her. And I was playing with I your just, balls and yeah. I had my fingers at this point. I'm between your legs still. And I have my fingers forked around your dick. Mostly kind of like trying to make sure the condom stayed on also to like increase the sensation for her and you just like the extra touching and fingers. It was a lot. I mean, it was a lot of sensations. And I was way proud. You lasted quite a long time. I was just like, um, I think I was lost in that moment. And we hadn't had sex in five days, by the way. Right. Cause I, you had, you know, cold sore and plagued. So I was like, oh, no, I'm not getting near that. Well, not only that, it, we had just so much to do and we were so tired at night. And yeah, uh, it was just one of those weeks where normally we have sex three or four times a week. It was just, it was this, it was a busy week. Yeah. Yep. So I was really worried that I wasn't going to last long. I'm like, uh, <laughs> this is going to be one of those. <laughs> I should yeah. really should have rubbed one off earlier in the day or we should have had sex or something. We were just so busy. Yeah. And that was on the to-do list and we didn't do it. It was. I know. I, I like to make sure that I give you that prep orgasm so that you can play all night and not have to worry about it. So <laughs> I, I was also proud of myself. <laughs> good job, honey. Yeah, I did a good job. High five. And well, so you came yep. and I it was actually like my fingers were starting to cramp. And I really wanted to get my face in there and like, apply yeah, a you were like, hurry up and come. So get this guy out of the way so I can play with her. <laughs> Would you finish already? <laughs> my turn. No, that wasn't it. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm not accustomed to fingering people during sex. So my hand's not in shape. It's hard, right? It's hard. I was like, wow, how is this like killing my fingers <laughs> and my wrist? Now, you know, after you last a really long time, <laughs> you know what I go through. I have been known to break a few fingers and right. wear out a few wrists, but. So I, I hop up and clean up and. Right. And I jumped into the bathroom because I. Yeah. A little intermission. To, yeah. Refresh. And, and then it was girl time. I came out of the bathroom and she wasted no time. 
she came right up to me. We started kissing, standing at the end of the bed. Uh, just a sensory experience was so pleasing, just touching her body. She's so soft and her hair's just, ugh. I must sound like a broken record, but it really was just kind of a singular experience that just was new for me. I actually enjoyed kissing her. Normally, I don't enjoy kissing women because I their lips tend to be a little thinner than right. men. And, and that's your fault because you have these really full, just above average lips. <laughs> They're very above average. <laughs> You're a really good kisser. And I just love kissing your lips. You have great lips for kissing. So normally I'm not super into kissing other women just because it's, you know, I prefer to kiss you. She was really good at kissing. And I really enjoyed kissing her. And the more I got into this experience and the more turned on I became, the more I wanted to do more. We made out for a while. Yeah, she laid you on the bed and straddled you. And you guys were making out on the bed. Yeah. And I, I took the camera at this point and now I'm hovering around uh, taking the pictures. <laughs> yeah, and the video. I, I gather up her hair, which is probably, I want to say, past her shoulders a couple of inches. And just so thick. And I just gathered it above her head and just started kind of like brushing her ponytail across my face <laughs> as we were making out and pulling her into me. It was just, and she was kind of, uh, I can't really say grinding. She was kind of hovering up above me, but we just made out and our nipples were rubbing across each other's nipples and, you know, feeling her legs move up and down across my legs. Just, uh, God. Yeah. I mean, it, it's incredible. And then she moved down and started kissing uh, your breast and your torso. Right. Well, and I, I don't know what made me think of it, but I just lifted a leg up. Oh, we forgot. And she started grinding on my leg. Yeah. <laughs> You're so excited. I love your face. I forgot about, I, I, I mean, we're literally looking at the pictures as, yeah, we're, as we're telling the story. Yeah. She was on top of you and had her thigh between your legs and was fucking you with her thigh. Right. And I had my thigh up and we were just kind of bumping and grinding across each other's thighs. And I grabbing her ass. She's got the most amazing, just cute ass. So cute. And then she moved down and went down on you. Yep. After we made out and bumped each other for a while, she went and got down between my legs. And, and I think I, I was kind of one of the first times that I have seen you like really thoroughly enjoying yourself. Like you were so into it. That's true. I was really thoroughly enjoying myself. She was just going to town and was doing a very good job. There's, I've played with women who say that they're bisexual and the experience has been you know, okay. Some has been really underwhelming and it just hasn't been one of those things where I was like, I need this in my life. I want this in my life. When she went down on me, she just like completely flipped what I perceived as bisexual on its head because I suddenly found myself going, holy fuck, this is amazing. Right. Experience. It's, it's the experience. She was experienced. It, watching this, I was already hard again. <laughs> right. So she's going down on me uh, between my legs and I've got a big old fistful of soft 
amazing ponytail that's just like draped over my leg and across my belly. It's so sensual. And I open my eyes and you're standing behind her and you ask her if you can fuck her again. She's like, yeah. And the visual of watching you push yourself inside her while she's going down on me and the eye contact between the two of us. I was just like, fuck. Oh my gosh. Fuck. This, it was, is, this is actually happening. It was an experience. Uh, fucking her from behind while locking eyes with you. Yeah. While she is very expertly eating me out. You've always heard me say, I, I normally don't come twice. I came yeah, again. Yeah, you did. And it was funny when I, when I did come, she actually turned around and smiled because she knew she's a listener. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, I just came again. And she's like, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're like really super into this moment. You're really having kind of an extraordinary moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, just I, amazing. Blew my mind. Right. So normally I can go a while and uh, there's only been a couple of women that I've, I've actually had that second orgasm with. Yeah. Normally we get home uh, from an experience and then we have to fuck again. Right. Cause you get hard again, but then you, you have a hard time coming that second time. So right. I, I think that you're getting to a point where it happens where you have been able to come a second time. Um, but I think that's just like something that you have to practice. Maybe is letting your mind go there. I yeah. don't know. After you came again, I was like <laughs> smiling at you. She was smiling. We were all like high five moment. Right. But I haven't come. I have this strange thing that I think probably more women have where I'm on the verge. I want to come. Everything feels really good. But then just something changes. Like fingers get tired. Tongues get fatigued. Lips are, your jaws hurt. And they have, and you've had to change what you're doing, right? Well, as soon as the sensation changes, the stimulation is altered. It's like a reset button. So there I am on the verge. <laughs> I mean, it's like edging, I guess you could say. So she has at this point edged me through your orgasm. And then she had to readjust because, you know, you fucking her from behind to like kind of change the rhythm of her going down on me. And then, of course, she needed a break <laughs> from going down on me. So she starts to finger me. And again, like nobody has ever fingered me before. I was the first person, the first female who fingered me in the lifestyle had like, really super cold fingers, really pointy. Uh, she didn't really take care to make it sure it was comfortable for me. And I didn't know enough and I wasn't vocal enough to say, that's actually uncomfortable. I'm actually not enjoying that. Um, so I just let her do it, but it wasn't fun. So V right. actually, you know, was watching me. She was really dialed into the expression on my face. She was aware of the sounds I was making. She was checking in with me. And she was moving her fingers in coordination with my body. And then she went back in for a second round of oral and she's fingering me and going down on me. And I am in a little bit of disbelief. So there's actually this picture where I pick my head up off the pillow and I'm like looking down at what she's doing in disbelief. Like, wow. <laughs> This is next level for me personally. And I am like, I am becoming a believer. <laughs> it's just, it was so good. But the, 
the edging and the, the waves of stimulation just kept going and going. And I was getting really frustrated. Like I want to come. I'm so turned on. Everything feels so good. I've visually stimulating, audibly stimulating. Everything is just right. I just need to fucking come. That's pretty safe to say that we can't wait to be together with her again. I mean, both of us equally, right? Well, but don't, don't skip ahead. I do come. I do come in the story. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. (laughs) So one of the toys that V has brought is a Brookstone. Uh, yeah, it's branded. A, it's a Hitachi. Yeah, right. Or, it's not a Hitachi. Can't give them credit. It's a wand. But how it differs from the Hitachi is that the head of it is smooth, like a smooth uh, silicone and lubed up. It just was gliding over the top of my clit and just really hitting all of the spots that I need in order to like kind of switch over. And I was cranking up the intensity of the vibration, you could say. And she was moving her fingers in and out uh, against like the sidewall, I guess she was saying. Yeah. And I came and I came really hard and for a long time. And I just like kind of, but then I was super spent because it took a long time. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Afterwards, we were all kind of laughing, you know, we were like, yay, we did it. <laughs> Bell came. Three orgasms. <laughs> and you came twice and she came and I was just like, well, wow. and it was such a surprising uh, turn of events for a whole situation or I guess the courtship you could say was, I kind of left it up to you right? because I wanted it to be an experience about you. And then I selfishly turned it into my own. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, that's, and that's okay. Thank you. So I can't wait to do it again. I I know as soon as we were done, I mean, we played for over, well over an hour and for an experience that I kind of really thought wasn't going to happen for me, at least I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get another go. Schedules are a little bit uh, challenging, especially this time of year going into the holidays, but it's definitely something. Well, it was really exciting. I feel like the more we open ourselves up to new experiences and to trying things or having a different mindset towards things, the more we're able to be surprised right. when things happen and in a good way. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I've, I've just really learned to re- hold off on that judgment, even if the experience might not seem like it's going to be fantastic going in. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's my tendency to lower my expectations towards different things. But uh, I, I feel like in this situation that I, I went in with expectations for you, but none for myself. Right. And then had this completely mind blowing experience that kind of uh, converted me to being just comfortable with bisexuality to maybe having an actual genuine attraction to having a female experience. You're just really picky. Well, no, I think I just beforehand you're, I was just playing with other women who were both, were also new to girl on girl play who experienced the attraction, but didn't really know how to 
really play with each other. I'll tell you what, the female body is a very complex thing to figure out. <laughs> I agree. We're complex beings. But experience can really change how people experience you and how you experience other people. So I can safely move myself past the by comfortable mark at this point. I'm still mostly into men, but I'm into V. From by comfortable to <laughs> by selective. By selective. I think everybody's that way. I mean, just because someone is attracted to, you know, one white dude, they're not going to be attracted to all white dudes. Same thing for any uh, skin tone, same thing for sizes, just because you haven't found yourself attracted to uh, someone of a different race. That, that doesn't mean that you're not attracted to that race. It just means you haven't found a person of that race that you're attracted to yet. Right. Same thing for me and women. I had just not found somebody that I was attracted to on a bisexual level, a truly bisexual level until we met V. Right. All right. So let's wrap it up. We have a little announcement. Big announcement. <laughs> Yay. I think we said this once before. That we were going to be joining Podcast Palooza 2021. Yeah, May 21st through the 24th in Miami next year. We are so honored to get the invite extended to us and we're just thrilled about it. So if you want to join us, we will have a link for you on our website. We already do. Wow. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> it's a three day hotel takeover party and we have some panels and stuff like that. Who can come? It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'd love to meet you there. Uh, if you want tickets, like Bill said, so can just any, go to the website. Anyone come or do they have to be podcasters? No, anyone can come. Just <laughs> so the first tickets. time I heard about Podcast Palooza, I thought it was an event by podcasters for podcasters. It's not. It's not. It's a party. Any, anyone can come. And, you know, uh, Kate from Swinging Down Under does, she does an amazing job with it. She's totally immersed and I can't wait. Uh, girls on top of things. Yeah. And we'd love to meet you. So. Yeah. Uh, Jump on our website and click on the link and. That's, that's really, there. That's all we have for this episode. We actually did a, another take we're going to put on Patreon, <laughs> but the sound was awful. So. Don't bother. <laughs> yeah. If you've heard this, you've heard it. We've right. had a few questions of what the secret podcast is. It's not really secret. It's not. It's just a, a catchy name that I came up with. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's really just us being us and stuff that doesn't necessarily fall in line with telling a story. It's about parenting and. Yeah, it might not match the theme of our podcast, yeah. which is, you know gratuitous details <laughs> it's more for our patrons and it's well, not it is for our patrons it's not cost prohibitive i mean you can get it for as little as a dollar it's just for our patrons and it's stuff that may not be the quality or we don't edit it yeah. either so it doesn't say, sound doesn't... all it doesn't sound all polished like our podcast normally does so yeah if you're interested in that just go to uh, our website and click the patreon link yeah so Thanks. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to have another F. FM. M M F F F M. I think that's an orgy. All right. Thank you. See ya. To 
contact us, visit our website, swingingoutsidethelines.com for early access, exclusive content, or to listen to the secret podcast, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash outside the lines. Follow Adam on Twitter and Snapchat at swingingotl. And follow Bell on Snapchat at fucking OTL. Until the next time. 